What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley, and you are listening to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast, where we share with you the underground ninja skills and tactics the top sales and marketing leaders are using to create financial and lifestyle freedom. And the question that everybody is asking is, how do I create financial and lifestyle freedom for me? That is the question, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody. I have a very special guest with me today, Larry Kaufman. Larry, welcome. Happy to have you on here, man. Thanks for coming. Ryan, thrilled. Great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, and, and so when Larry and I met, we he was a speaker and a trainer about LinkedIn, and he's the best-selling author of a book called The NCG Factor, which is a formula for building life-changing relationships from college to retirement. He's a connector giver and rainmaker who lives his life to help others succeed. He's a senior level sales and operations leader running the Midwest and Great Lakes region for Jefferson Wells. He's also a globally published speaker and trainer on LinkedIn for more than a decade, which is amazing because I, I didn't even know LinkedIn was around for a decade, man. So way, way to be there from day one <laughs> or day whatever. Um, Larry's an investor and advisor to several tech companies and supports various local and national charities. He resides outside of Chicago in the suburbs, like me, in Chicago with his wife and two children. So, Larry, um, I'm really excited to dig into this, man. This is a really unique kind of view that, that you have, and, and I'm excited to share your journey and, and, and what you did to create your book with, with everyone else, because I think it could have life-changing implications. So can you just walk through your, your origin story a little bit, your superhero origin story and how you got to be where you're at today? And then love to dig deeper into the uh, NCG factor as well. Well, thanks, Ryan. I, I really appreciate it. I, I think for myself, I've had an interesting journey where I think you have your success, you have your failure, you try different things out and you, you hopefully find yourself. And so for me, it's been trying different industries and testing myself. So, you know, you've been in sales and leadership. You know, I've tried to adapt to different industries, different services and products to see, can I do it? Can I make it? And I think what I found throughout this entire process, it's not always about the company. You have to have a great product and service and supporting company behind you. But, you know, people work with me, not so much because of the company, they work with me because of me. And it's about building relationships. And so I would say I wasn't great at it when I got out of college. I wasn't great during college. I wasn't a giving person. I wasn't a bad person. But if you talk about my origin story, I think it was really finding out that, you know, through some of those, you know, failures and, and successes, of who I wanted to be, I realized that I wanted to live a better life. And that's why I wrote the book is to help others by learning from some of the things I didn't do that I wish I would have done. So, you know, if we can always go back in time and change what we did, there's a lot that I would change, but I, I think I would do things differently. I'd live a different life. And so I really started living this life of being a giver, a connector, really building authentic relationships probably just 15 years ago. So believe it or not, so late bloomer, but I'm bringing those learnings to all the people out there that should 
start to learn those things at the onset of college and some even late in high school. Yeah, that, I mean, that's beautiful, man. And I, I've seen that, especially, I mean, I'm probably even a later bloomer than you because I always focused on giving to customers. And, and since I've become a CEO and a business owner and entrepreneur, I, I, I started to really focus on that a lot more because that was one of the things I felt like was missing in my corporate life because I, I, I felt like, and whether this is right, wrong, or indifferent, I always had to march to the drum of the company that I was with. And, and there's elements to that, but it was always, always focused on revenue, right? So I love the fact that you're doing that. I think there's so much value. And, and just like you, man, there's so many things you'd love to go back into a time machine and tell your 21-year-old self, um, hey, Larry, do this. Hey, Larry, don't do that. At least that's the way I feel, man. So um, so let, let's get into it. Let's, let's get a little bit deeper. So what exactly is, is the NCG factor and walk us through that exactly. So everybody has an understanding of, of what you mean by that. And, uh, let's get a little bit deeper on that. Thank you, Ryan. So the NCG factor, as you alluded to earlier, is a formula for building life-changing relationships from college to retirement. So my belief is that, you know, we can change the way we build relationships, change the way that we live our lives from that onset of college all the way through to retirement. And so I, in the book, I like talking about your, your legacy. And so I'll kind of lead with that. You know, we all have a legacy. So some of us think about our legacy when we're gone, right? So what are they going to say about Ryan? What are people say? You're no longer on this earth. What are they, they going to say about you? But while you're here, that's more important. What are they saying about you today? And I just spoke with uh, an executive who's in transition only because he helped to turn around a business and sell it and had a very successful exit. And he said, what's been really interesting throughout this process of trying to find his next endeavor, his next CEO role is that he hasn't really taken the time to build relationships and network. And he just said he's always been working really hard. He said, so that revelation of what's happened now is, wow, you know, I, I really haven't built relationships and, and taken the time to network properly. And that's kind of missing from my life. And we started talking about legacy. And so, yeah, maybe if he wasn't here anymore, they'd say he was awesome and a great maybe parent and, and spouse and great leader, what else beyond that? And what relationships has he built? And so he's realizing he's in, had a deficiency in that world. But I, and we talked about your legacy. So what do people say about you? Are you, you know, Ryan, when you meet people, do you think about putting that person with another person in your network? Just you, you talk to them and you hear something you're like, oh my God, you got to know Larry Kaufman. Maybe, maybe not. And I want to get people to think that way when they meet people, how they could pair them up with someone else in their network where there's going to be some mutual benefit by both of those people knowing each other. Now, your legacy could also be being philanthropic. So I, I think, you know, some of us may not be connectors, but live a life of being very giving mm -hmm. and maybe sharing your knowledge, being a mentor, you know, being a coach. Um, participating on a charity board, volunteering uh, within charities. 
And so you could be giving and you don't have to be a connector. As long as you're, you're a giving person, you're doing things that leave that legacy when you're gone. But people think of you now and go, wow, Ryan is just such a giving person. What a great, great heart helps so many other people. So that's sort of the, the thought process of legacy and writing the book. And, and you start to build that legacy by networking the right way, by building relationships and putting other people before yourself. And so hopefully it gives you a good start. We could dig deeper, but I'm going to stop and breathe a little bit. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, I think there's some, some gold in there. Like that is, I mean, Larry, that, that's one of my missions is to help a hundred, hundred million, which I even got to check the numbers, make sure that that's a big fat hairy number, right? Um, grow their businesses by giving to others first to grow their business. Right. And, and so that's something that I have a, a future product or solution. I should say I have to help a gap in the marketplace that I see. And so that's, that's my vision. Um, so that what you're talking about truly resonates with me. And, and I know that you're not necessarily referring to this, but there's a lot of folks that are listening to truly understand how to grow their business uh, on the, on, for revenue purposes, right? And a simple example of where I've seen this just go gangbusters, and, and I, I want you to write this down if you're listening, is that I had... In the past, I saw two sales executives that were, were selling to big customers. One had a pipeline of maybe 500,000. The other had a pipeline of 1.3 million. At the end of the year, the rep, they, and the rep that had a $500,000 pipeline probably worked 10 hours less a week than the rep that had a $1.3 million pipeline. Uh, long story short, the results at the end of the year, the rep with the 500,000 pipeline 500k pipeline had 125,000 a month in monthly recurring revenue and the other rep with the 1.3 million dollar pipeline had maybe 70,000 and the one difference between those two was the level and depth of relationships that the rep with the smaller pipeline had so basically it's living proof of what you're talking about that if you form those deep relationships it could be a multiplier for many things um, however, like I, I love the fact about giving first in multiple ways. So let's go deeper, Larry. So I, with this book, you know, how many folks did you interview? Cause I know you, you mentioned you interviewed quite a few people and what kind of research you did. And then I'd love to hear your top, you know, three to five takeaways from the book based on all the work that you did to put that together. Well, well thank you. And thanks for sharing that story. And I think it is about relationships and, and I will tell you, I think we're so quick to make that sale and, and we have a great product or service and support behind it, but we don't take the time to build that relationship, get to know the people we're selling to personally and professionally. As far as the book, you know, I did interview people who became my, what I call them as my NCG masters. So about 10 folks from different walks of life. Uh, from a college intern uh, to, you know, uh, a CEO to someone from the Secret Service, someone that was in the Air Force. I just have a, a multitude of interesting people, uh, someone who you know, is a JD CPA that has been in uh, Mortal Kombat 
a video game choreographer behind the scenes, just a host of interesting, unique people with different perspectives on being a giver, being a connector. I have uh, a powerful woman who uh, sent me, after meeting with her, sent me these stickers with a Superman logo, but with an L in it for Super Larry. So it's, it's those people that have impacted my life, but were just great, well-rounded relationships that also gave of themselves. And so that was helpful for me to kind of frame the book, incorporate a different voice. I didn't want it to be all me, but incorporating their stories and hearing from them, I think is helpful for people to see folks from different walks of lives, their lives, and also to see people that in, in different careers, right? Different uh, lines of business. And, you know, for me, that was helpful to, you know, write that book and come up with uh, different best practices. And so you talk about some of the learning. So I would say one of the learnings would be about your network. So Ryan, your network is, is going to be, you know, you're building out these different businesses and your entrepreneurial, getting get away from that corporate environment. I'm sure you had to look at your inner circle and your outer circle and the inner circle are the people that are your best relationships. They could be five people. Mm-hmm. They could be 10, it could be 20, it could be 50. But these are the people you're going to say, hey, I'm building out this concept, this idea, this business. And these are the people you engage and reach out to for some help and support. The outer circle are the people you just meet along the way that are in your, your network. And they may make it into that inner circle depending upon how they're building a relationship with you. I always tell people that I want to be in their inner circle. I want to kick someone out that's not doing a good job. So let me in and kick that person to the outer, or maybe they're they're even out of the outer because they're not doing their job at all. Mm -hmm. And I do that by positioning myself as an indispensable part of their network. So I, I talk about this a lot in my keynotes, and I'm going to share it with you and your audience ask yourself and ask your clients, prospects, would they view you as indispensable to them? And people view that in different ways. So Ryan, you may say that, yeah, I think everyone thinks I'm indispensable for the services and solutions you provide. But beyond that, would they come to you because they need help with their charity, with their child, they need a plumber. You know, would they would they come to you for things outside of what you do for your job? And if they do, guess what? They now start to come to you for other things. So you deepen the relationship. They don't just come to you, well, hey, I have a need for your service or solution, or it's you sold it, it's over. I want to cultivate deep relationships. So the more people contact me, the better. So it's your inner and outer circles are really important. The other thing is asking this question every day, how can I help you? And a lot of people say, hey, it's overused. It's because people don't ask it and follow through. And I ask, how can I help you? But that's after I learned about you personally and professionally. I say, Ryan, how can I help you? And you're like, I don't know. Well, when you told me this earlier about your spouse trying to get back in the workforce, Mm -hmm. but I speak with your spouse 
or send some ideas or be available for introductions. Wow, Larry, really? Yeah. So sometimes if you ask the right questions up front, you could implement that, that question in the right way. And then I would also say the way that you build relationships is the way that you could help yourself personally and professionally, because sometimes we need favors. Have you ever needed a favor, Ryan? Everybody does. Yeah. And, you know, if you ask people for a favor, there's three ways they could respond, right? So if you said, Larry, can you do me a favor? I could say, sure, of course. What is it? Or I could say, I don't know what's the favor or the last response would be no. If I said no, would you want me in your inner circle? No. Outer circle? I'd be out, right? You, you kick me to the curb. So hopefully no one responds that way. But if you build relationships the right way and you put others before yourself, then you're going to be able to ask for favors. Lastly, I would say this isn't explicit in the book, but I kind of, I do lead into this. If, and I came up with this during a keynote recently. If you lead with yourself, you're going to leave with yourself. So I would, I would tell you and, and your audience, if you start a conversation and it's all about you and just starting out, let me tell you all about myself and the NCG factor and what I do for a living versus me starting off with wanting to learn about you, Ryan, that's going to be much more powerful. And people love to talk about themselves. But when I, when I kick off a conversation, it's like, I want to ask you questions. I want to learn about you. So I don't want to lead with myself because I think in the end, I'm going to leave with myself and no insight, no information, no ability to convert you into a potential client or a true relationship. Excellent, man. No, I love that. If you lead with yourself, you'll leave with yourself. I think that's a, a great tagline. And I, I think there's, there's some beauty in the simplicity of that. So hello, and I appreciate you listening to the show today. I love my listeners and I love helping my customers. One of the things that I've been able to do with some of the customers that I've been working with is, for example, a $6 million SaaS company, help them implement a seven-figure sales system in which they got a one-and-a-half-month ROI on the entire engagement fee that I offered them by one person spending 25% of their time. And this person wasn't even in sales. So these are core principles that help me scale from zero to $30 million in annual recurring revenue with only four people. In addition, another client that I'm working with was able to 10x their licensing fee, their SaaS licensing fee. And they are really, really just on the early side of starting. So if you're interested in learning more, apply through www dot scalerevenue.io forward slash apply www.scalerevenue.io forward slash apply look forward to seeing your application if you are interested in qualify you'll receive a follow-up note and we can jump on the phone and identify what the opportunity is exactly for you and your organization so what i what i want to ask you and i think that's a, a great view of okay uh how can i help first how can i serve first However, a question I have for you is like, okay, conceptually, that makes sense. Let's go one level deeper. And I love the, the variety of folks that, that you mentioned that you talked to. And it's funny because like, I was trying to connect you with a couple of people and you're already connected to them. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, I, I guess like Larry, when you look at this, like 
how do you take it one step further? Uh, you said you want to be in, in a lot of folks' inner circles, right? How do you, how do you manage it time-wise? And like, how do you kind of approach it? Because I think that sometimes I run into that, man. There's, there's people that I love to serve and help in, in different ways. And sometimes there's a lot flying at you. And so I'd love to hear just your perspective in, in terms of how to approach that, how to handle it, and, and what you kind of discovered by all the research of talking to those different people. Well, I would say time is important to all of us, right? So if you're in a career transition, you've got to network with the right people. So you can't take every meeting, every introduction. And I'm sure you've probably been introduced to people that you, you go, you know, hey, there was a, it was a good person, but didn't see the connection, right? It's not, not good for what I'm trying to accomplish. And it's okay to tell that person that maybe introduced you, hey, really appreciate that connection to Mary or Tom, but here's kind of really what I'm looking for. And so if, if when you think of me, if you can make those kind of introductions or, hey, I looked in your LinkedIn network, Larry, how do you know these five people? Well, I know them all very well. They would be really great for me to know. So if you help people to help you, that way you're going to be meeting with the people you want to meet with. You're going to make the time for those people. So I do tell people to be more strategic with who you network and meet with and how you manage that. Well, it's, it's really kind of guiding people to say who you want to know. And if you're overloaded, it's okay to say, Hey, Ryan, Hey, look, you know, I just got back from vacation I've got meeting after meeting. Here's what's going on in my business. Had to put out a few fires. Could we hold off on some of these connections till you know later next month? It's okay to say no and to help guide people to the types of people you want to know when and how often. And I I just add another region to my responsibility. I have 14 direct reports now. It's a lot on my plate. So I've had to say, hey, Ryan. Let me tell you what's going on in my world. I'd love to meet some folks you're talking about, but if you can kind of defer, let's try to manage it time-wise in this manner. Okay. So how many, and that's great, uh, Larry. So how many folks do you have, would you consider in your inner circle? I have a lot, <laughs> but it, it shifts and changes. And so my inner circle in a month from now, will look different. I'd, I would say, when I say a lot, there's a lot of good people. I'd say I probably have 25 solid, solid people I could rely upon, but it keeps changing because haven't you met someone you didn't know too well? And they just went like crazy. They were fantastic to you. They made connections. They got you a client. Whatever they did was like above and beyond. And you're like, Wow. This person has done more for me than, you know, Joe that I've known for the past 25 years in my inner circle. Maybe you're not going to kick Joe out. You're going to go, hey, I'm bringing this person in, you know, to my inner circle. I don't know if that helps, but, you know, I, I would say it fluctuates, it changes, and it mm -hmm. has to be something that's not constant. It's going to fluctuate and change because people change. Yeah. And when you have that need and something happens in your life and you reach out to those 25 and 10 respond and 15, you don't hear from them. 
I may be taking 15 out and opening up the doors for some, some new recruits to my inner circle. Yeah. No, I lo- I, it totally makes sense because people do change over time. Uh, especially now it's, it's, it's fluid uh, with what folks priorities are. So let's say, you know, you're talking about your living legacy and um, what, what advice do you give to CEOs? And I know it sounds like you're helping one right now. So what advice would you give to them about, about implementing what you're talking about, right? Like in terms of implementing uh, a strong inner circle, because let's face it, being a CEO or could be a VP of sales or managing director, uh, it could be one of the loneliest jobs because the higher you go up, a lot of times the less people you could candidly talk to at your organization or where you're at about everything, because there's, there's certain things that, you know, you, you can't disclose, right? So what advice would you give to folks that are at the higher level that have escalated themselves in terms of executing on this? Well, I think maybe they're going to learn a lesson when I mentioned this CEO I spoke to actually just yesterday. So there's a lot of self-reflection on your legacy, your living legacy. And so I would tell CEOs, business leaders, why don't you assess right now? If, if you had to write on a piece of paper, who are your coveted inner circle relationships? Who are those people? And, and you're struggling. They're going, well, I, 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 three come to mind. Well, then you have a problem because if you're trying to get some funding, maybe you participate on the board of a charity, you want some help. Maybe your child needs something or your spouse or a sibling. Who do you turn to? Who's in that inner circle? So now's the time to take note of it and make changes and then start to find that time to go and network in the right places, whether it be a Vistage or a YPO or some other leadership type of organization and start to spend time to get to network with great people and ask those that are in your inner circle who are great people you know that you could introduce me to or look at their networks on LinkedIn and identify people that look like people you should know and validate with your connections. Is Ryan a good person for me to know? Ryan looks really interesting. I'd love to connect with Ryan. No, that's a bad idea. Ryan's not (laughs) the guy you want to know. Larry is. But you you really need to start doing this now. And I've talked to a lot of CEOs that are saying, yeah, I've been working so hard, I didn't take time out to build those relationships until there was a transaction, transition, et cetera. I'm trying to catch people before they go into that realm of their career in life. I think that's great, man. And that's smart. Cause I mean, that was, that was a mistake that I made. Uh, truth be told, you know, that I was a, uh, a VP of sales at the last company I was with and I was so you, that it's an easy trap to fall into. You, you work so hard for the company you're at because you have hyper aggressive goals and you network internally at your company, which can be a bubble in my opinion, because now that I'm out of it, I, I see that there's, there's so many great ideas by just connecting with peers and knowledge and, and friendships that you could, you could build. Uh, and then on the other side of the coin too, there's, there's just a lot of opportunity to experience life more 
you know, by, by doing that instead of just focusing on customers or internal. And so I think it's an easy, uh, easy trap. So I think that's great advice, ma'am. So, um, you know, we're, we're getting close on time. So my question for you before we wrap things up are, you know, what are the top mistakes that you see folks making when, when it comes to creating a, a powerful inner circle of relationships? Well, I, I think they don't do it. I think. So you just don't spend the time on it? Just flat out? They don't spend the time. They're just, they're out to excel in their job, their career, which is fine. But I think we, we sometimes walk over people and that could have been really uh, pivotal in our, in our life personally and professionally. So I think one of the common mistakes is we, we lead a transactional life. And we don't take the time to be philanthropic, to learn about other people and, and help people. And I, look, I help people get jobs all the time. I purposely will talk to people and I, I end up talking to their children and mentoring and coaching their children. I, I do so much to help other people because it makes me feel good. And in turn, I'm building solid relationships. And so I'm building my inner circle out because I realize, you know, there is a story in my books that I'm not going to talk about today, but I needed a favor for my son. And sometimes you're in need of favor for, you know, a loved one or yourself. And if you're not taking the time now to strategically build out those relationships and you're going to have trouble at some point in your life when you need that favor. Now, I didn't build these great relationships because I think I'm going to need favors all the time, but I feel pretty good when I need them. I have a great network of relationships to turn to. And, and so, Larry, how much time do you spend networking a week? How much time? I mean, it's hard to quantify because I would say, like you said, you know, you network internally. I network with you know, people in my company, I'm, I'm in a division of a $22 billion global company. So I'm always meeting great people and cultivating relationships and networking internally, but also externally. I'm always meeting people. And because I'm a presenter and speaker, I'm always connecting with people. And, and because I ask, how can I help you all the time? People are reaching out after a presentation, Larry, I could use help here. And, you know, I can't help everybody, but I try to help a lot of people. So I'm networking, you know, you know, probably at least a couple hours a day in some way, shape or form at a minimum, at a minimum. Wow. Awesome, man. Well, you definitely practice what you preach in this area and, you know, excited to dig in the book deeper. So um, where can people find that book? Where can they connect with you and, and learn more about you, possibly get you as a speaker? What's the best way, man? Thank you very much. So the book, The NCG Factor, is on Amazon. I'm on LinkedIn, LinkedIn Larry. You'll find me in Chicago. I'm in all caps, Larry Kaufman. I'm not listed as LinkedIn Larry, but that is me. <laughs> Those are the best places to find me. And then if they want your book, they could check it out on Amazon, correct? Correct. Yes. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a, a pleasure having you and, and your insight in terms of 
just really understanding and, and going deeper on the whole inner circle concept, which, you know, I, like I told you, I see that example all the time where CEOs are quote unquote too busy and I've fallen in that trap as well. So great, great examples for uh, you, the listener. And thank you for being on, man. Thank you for having me, Ryan. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for spending the time with me today. I know that time is one of the most valuable resources, so I truly honor and appreciate you coming along this journey with me. One of the things that I wanna ask you is if you really truly enjoyed this and know someone that this can make an impact on, please share this episode with them. If you're on a journey for financial and lifestyle freedom, it is always exponentially better if we're building a tribe with like-minded people who are on the same journey. In addition, I have an amazing PDF for you that could be career changing in terms of the content. Essentially what it is are the top 10 questions that every big customer is asking behind closed doors that no one is telling you about. I'll put a link for it in the show notes. So check it out. It's my free gift for you for being a part of this launch and being a part of this journey with me. And I hope to see you soon.